the positive optimistic and I'm the bitch of the podcast, which is fine. <laughs> there always has to be one. <laughs> we we each have our moments. We, you have moments of optimism. When? I have moments of <laughs> What are you talking about? I, I am forever know. bitch. No, I'm sure there are moments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You couldn't even think of one yourself, so <laughs> Well, we have our fuck yeah segment. So <laughs> What's up? It's Amanda. It's me, Shanna. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Girl, Go Feed Yourself. Yay, you didn't pause that time. That was good. <laughs> I, I don't know why I like to pause. Like, girl, I, go feed yourself. Go for, no, it's even before that. You're like, and welcome to another episode. <laughs> I, think, I think I like to pause for dramatic effect <laughs> i was gonna say it's because i think your brain's like 10 steps ahead of you and no so you- i like do it purposefully oh okay okay that's what you tell yourself but boo-boo. i i don't know why though <laughs> it's just because you want to nail it that's all probably you're a perfectionist i am at uh. least it's not to a fault <laughs> i don't let it i don't let it take over my life that's good yeah, I could used to do this podcast but... with you if you did. No, we honest. wouldn't. We wouldn't work out if I was like this. Totally would not work extremely out. Extremely type we, A. We literally plan these episodes out five minutes beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> like we are not I, prepping. Yeah, it's funny because we're like not type A, but we are in some ways. I feel like we're type A in everything else but this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just not not great but it's fine it's it's okay to have different facets of your personality look we wanted to keep it real yeah you guys want us to keep it real we're keeping it real this is a very all impromptu in the moment we decide the topic the morning of sometimes two days beforehand if i bother to answer amanda's text we try to have a plan but we I realized you texted me on Friday or whatever yeah, day it was. Thursday. And then I, oh, Friday, yeah. Friday, and I didn't respond to you till today <laughs> or yesterday. Yeah. No, I'll give you credit because I followed up. Did I respond up. to you before that? I, I followed up on Sunday, I think. You and followed up, i.e. you texted me again because you yeah. wanted to know why I was ignoring you. <laughs> <laughs> I had no good excuse to. Like, I was not even that busy over the weekend i just totally forgot to respond to you i know do you ever like respond to people in your mind and you're like oh shit i actually never wrote you back sorry i also do the thing where i tell people that i'm gonna respond to them later on and then i forget (laughs) yeah yeah but at least i've started to take the initiative to tell someone hey i'm really busy right now i'll text you back later that's good i'm not sure it's any better when you don't then text them back (laughs) You have Later. to like set a reminder. I wish that t- uh, text messages had the mark as unread option because that's how I remember. Like if someone's in my DMs, that? no, it like oh. drives me crazy because I can do it in my DMs, on my Facebook messenger, in my email. Oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, I need to get back to this. Like I need to mark this as unread so I know. But in a text, I just like, it'll disappear forever. <laughs> that's true you know what i also wish um that text 
you could unsend a text. Oh, I know. Like, it's 2020. We can't even do that in an email. You can do it sometimes in an email, I feel like, certain platforms. Yeah. there. I remember when I worked in corporate, whatever platform we were using, which you I You could unsend, remember, but you can't do it in unsend. Gmail. No. And why can't I – like, I can't unsend a text. Why? I know, but you Bizarre. can unsend a Facebook and you can unsend an Instagram message. Yeah, except you know how many times I've had that recently where it's like a user has unsent a message. Uh-huh. It doesn't tell you who unsent it. It's just really awkward. And then you find yourself scrolling through your DMs being like, wait, who unsent something and why? Oh, like you get a notification? Yeah, you get the notification that someone oh. has unsent a message. Have you not had this happen to you? No, oh. I don't have notifications turned on, so I don't. No, like it people have unsent stuff, but I don't get a notification. Oh, you know what? I think I only have notifications for that then because I don't have notifications turned on either. Uh-huh. But for some reason, sometimes when someone, if I hop on Instagram and someone's unsent a message, I get yeah. a notification that someone has unsent a message, but it doesn't but tell you. But you can't find where No, it is. and it doesn't tell you who. <laughs> You're like, okay, then thanks. It's either someone I've totally ignored uh, who slid into DMs or it's somebody that's probably sent something they shouldn't and now has to cover their tracks i'm sure i'm guessing well i'm glad you didn't ignore my dm or i didn't ignore your dm i'm not sure how it happened oh what back in the day yeah when we first i think i asked you to coffee (laughs) yeah um we talked about this on episode one but i now i can't remember it i know so long ago who made the first move (laughs) No, um, but anyway, uh, October for our first coffee. It's in October. Oh, lucky October. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll celebrate in October. I know. Well, we'll just celebrate the whole month. I like that. You know, I like celebrating a whole month. I know. I knew you were about to bring up your birthday (laughs) month. You know, that's what I was thinking about. (laughs) How many more days, Amanda? Oh, I don't know, but I'm, like, already 33 in my mind. <laughs> I really thought you were going to be like, oh, I don't know, but it's 25 days, 6 hours, and 5 minutes with 28 <laughs> seconds away. Oh, man. That would be so extra. No, really. How many days is it? Do you know? Um, I'm kind of see. asking this so I can put it in my calendar because I'm <laughs> really bad 31. about birthdays. Let's see. Oh, God, I should probably talk while you look. Otherwise, they're just going to be sitting here in silence. Um, I can never remember people's birthdays except for my own. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad at and that, my mom's. too. I remember my mom's. Yeah. I never remember a boyfriend's birthday. Yeah. Which is weird. Also, glad I didn't now because <laughs> now I've got more opportunity to remember the new ones. <laughs> That's um, true. You don't want to mess them up, right? <laughs> no, I didn't want to confuse them. <laughs> um i know like my family i still forget derek's family's birthdays we've been together for almost 10 years you have zero excuse okay wait when's your birthday oh it's april 1st so oh that's right um, april fool's day oh girl we've still got two fucking months like 50 hold on minus four so 56 days i have to pay my rent oh no i'm yeah i pay my rent and it's april's fool's day on your birthday that's i know you'll be the highlight of my day (laughs) um 33 is not like a very special year but it's an adult year i feel like isn't every year an adult year Uh, oh no we talked about this too you feel like this is your real super adult 
yeah. All right. Well, can't wait to hear what you say when you turn 34. I know. We'll see. And then like, I know I said 33 was my real year, (laughs) but this is my real year. Exactly. Is your your phone playing music? Yeah, I have an alarm. I should probably turn that off. It's going to go off again. Yep. You know, it's so funny because I don't have notifications on my phone, but then all of a sudden I have all these alarms that go off always during the podcast and sounds. I'm like, you know, it's funny. I have notifications on my phone and yet I still don't (laughs) respond to people. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Worse about that. Um, (laughs) Hey, life's busy. Whatever. It is. It is. I just, so. We all work off of our phones so much now that I've realized it feels like so much effort to carry text conversations now. Mm-hmm. Like I tell people more and more, just call me, please. Like I can't, I can't sit here and text you back and I forth know. while doing three other things. Like it's really difficult. Yeah. I know. It's, what is that? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me the minute I picked this up because someone in the, airport has been asking me okay so this water bottle bottle? yeah and it's brilliant i'm gonna have to get you one it's called hydrate Uh uh-huh without the a oh and it look how skinny it is yeah and even better it's like angled so it fits in your bag for your purse or when you're traveling because it's angled so it's yeah. wider at the bottom and slimmer at the top. And, and it's pretty fucking cool. How many ounces is it? Well, it doesn't quite say on the box. <laughs> but I would say I would say it's a good twelve ounce to sixteen ounces. Twelve. Okay. Twelve. All right. Maybe. I mean really that's handy. great for traveling. That's yeah, super great. People think I'm an alcoholic because it looks. Like I know. Frosty. I thought it was. And it's I was like, "What? <laughs> Me Maybe let's post it to the stories tonight. I actually yeah. think it's a really cool product. Um, I think it comes really. It's just handy. I notice a lot of times when I'm running around and I have my big. What's the bottle I turned you onto? Or you, oh. you turn? I don't know. We both like them. Yeah, we both. Yeah, the beaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find it to be a really annoying thing to carry around when you're running errands because it's heavy mm-hmm. so i love this because i can just throw it in my tote bag and yeah. at least i have some supply of water cool yeah, it's yeah i like that looking yeah hydrate hydrate <laughs> stay hydrate hydrate <laughs> stay hydrate yeah, i'm wondering why they miss i guess they were like well we can't use the word hydrate so great idea yeah, let's take probably already out. taken yeah, by the world <laughs> called hydrating. <laughs> just just like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> it is a word that exists. Everyone's everyone's okay wow. already. I'm concerned um, about you. <laughs> I meant right. like in a business. Yeah. No, I totally got what you meant there. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right, let's talk about somebody else. Yes. Rather than ourselves. Yes, I like that idea. We have a so, pet peeve, right? Yeah. So we asked on our stories what your biggest pet peeve was. And we had a few interesting ones. So I figured we can share them. Without further ado. Um, okay. So Kizzy says, when someone hey. comes... Huh? Kizzy? Yeah. Sounds like a rap rapper's name. <laughs> Little Kizzy. It does. Little Kizzy. 
Um, when someone comes sitting next, right next to me at a public place when it's empty. Like maybe if they think no you're one pretty. else. Maybe they want to cuddle. Maybe you smell good. It is, that is a weird thing though. You know, like when you're in the stall and the they whole place is open, they go. next to you. That is the weirdest thing. Fucking weirdest I'm thing. Sure, I'm sure it's weirder for guys when they're standing up out in the urinals and like. Good. Urinals, <laughs> urinals, and they like stand right next to them. I mean, I feel like that's even. Is weirder. it like an ego thing for them? You think they just want to compare? What if it's like just a subconscious thing to like want to be close to the to someone? Okay, wait. I really want to know that about this. A strange. I want to know about this. So chime in, you guys. If you're somebody who picks a stall or a urinal next to someone. You're right, no. <laughs> like, what I is your reason? for reasoning? guys, it's probably a um, ego thing, right? Like, they want to do a side by side little little look, see, little. What's this guy got? A maybe, little, maybe a little tuck and pull. <laughs> okay, wait. You just took it a step further than I intended. <laughs> I was simply saying a visual comparison in order to boost their self validation as a man, but you took it to a new place. I'm good with that. I mean, if that's happening too, go for it. I mean, it it might be. I'm all for a little. I want to know, but I'm in. I'm highly conscious of of these things. Like, I'm all about having buffer zones. I don't want to be close to you. Like, unless I know you, then I'm like totally cool with hugging. If you sit on my lap, I don't care. Like, but if I don't know you, I need a buffer zone. You know, I totally miss what you were saying, and that probably because I zoned out. Say that again. <laughs> My bad. I was saying I'm highly aware of these things that I like need a buffer zone. I can't just sit next to someone. Or you know what? I agree. Someone. I'm also at a place too where even um, uh, wow, brain stopped working there. Um, <laughs> I'm at a place where even if I'm like on a date with somebody and I'm really not into them, like just them Uh touching, I'm like, I get irritated. Yeah. I don't like anybody touching me unless you are my hairdresser, my esthetician, my nail tech, my therapist, or my mom and dad give me a hug. Or I like you. If I like you, I've had it. But if I'm like lukewarm about you or I don't know you, yeah. Do not Stay go away. within a five foot radius of me. Yeah. Times. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is a self-conscious thing of like a lot of humans just kind of like sheep, like herd. Uh-huh. <laughs> we just yeah, want to yeah. gather. Um, yeah. If you saw a crowd of people like walking one way or running one way, would you follow them? Do you think I would follow them? I don't know. Okay, like, wait. If it depends, well, let's get I more guess. specific. Are they okay. running out of total fear, screaming? Then probably, because <laughs> I'm not going to be like that chick in a stupid horror movie who's like, "Wait, what's over here?" Pause. Stands for 20 seconds Gets while a chainsaw noise is happening. Is that a chainsaw? Oh my god! Let's go see. <laughs> and then gets killed. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. But if someone, yeah. if everyone's going one direction for. And they seem pretty chill. I'm probably not going to go in their direction. 
So I think what made me think of that was I saw The Messiah. Have you watched that show on Netflix? No. It's really good. <laughs> I've heard it's good. I've not seen it's it. It's really good. I should watch it. But like crowds of people were like following this guy, right? And just like mm-hmm. people would just start walking and following them. And I'm like, mm, that wouldn't be me. But I, good point to what you were saying. If somebody was running or people were running and screaming, I would, I would probably join them. <laughs> I don't, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to find out. But like, I would feel really stupid if they were just conducting an experiment and I fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What does that say anyway. about you? Anyway, what's another pet peeve before okay. we keep talking about the good old tug and pull? <laughs> okay so another one is pet their biggest pet peeve is people doubting their ability she says i can do anything i want to do this is katie absolutely um, girl go for it yeah man we keep trying um, every day yeah it's super rude when people are like who do you like what makes you think you could do that like you can't do that Ugh. I want to like punch people in the neck. Um, so another one is rude people. So that's a long, a wide variety of uh, behaviors. <laughs> um, okay, this one's interesting. I'm curious to see what you think about this. Because people are either on this side or not. Um, Katie said, people that stand up in the aisles immediately on airplanes. After the plane lands. Okay, wait, but that's totally me. Oh, no, wait. No, it's not. I, I'm short enough to stand up in my seat area, so I don't so, get into the aisle. Okay. But so that's like, my circulation's so bad that, like, the minute I can stand up, I am just... You need to stand. Boom, gone. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I'm the person who... <laughs> I stay in my seat, and I sit, and I, like, have all my bags collected like on my lap or like on my back or arm or whatever like ready to go and i'm but i'm sitting but i'm just like holding all my stuff but you like crouch into your I'm little like, space i'm like sitting in my chair but i like have everything ready to go yeah because i don't want to i'm usually not able to stand in the aisle too you know and i don't want to like stand i'm like not tall but i'm not short either mm-hmm. i mean i'm kind of short but I'm tall in terms of airplane space. So I'd be like slouching in there. Um, But yeah. And that's it. So that's what we got for you guys. Thanks for playing the game. Uh, Moving on. Let's do our fed up and fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Shanna. (laughs) That was like my radio (laughs) talk show. My radio or talk show host, Shanna, what are you? No, I'm going to stop. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So tell us, what are you fed up with? Um, Well, it's happening to me right now as we're sitting recording this damn episode. Um, I'm fed up with people who don't plan things ahead of time, get themselves into a screwy situation and then want to bitch and complain as if it's everybody else's fault, but their own. And then they start hassling me as if I'm supposed to be able to do something about that when I'm not, it's not my fucking problem. So that's now what I'm fed up with this week. Cause it just <laughs> happened literally while sitting here. 
Um, I was wondering what was happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone's had plenty of time to execute something on their end that right. needed to get done. They wait until the final hour oh. to do so to get access to the place they need to go to drop something off. It's not my fault that you waited till the last fucking hour. Mm-hmm. Don't give me shit because now you don't have the time to do the alternative option of mailing it off somewhere in order to get where it needs to go. You should have planned better. You're a grown human adult. Not my fucking problem. Can't help yeah. you. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know how people live like that. I mean, I pro- I procrastinate sometimes, but when it's like on someone else's time, I'm like super OCD about being early about it. You know what I mean? Or like if there's a situation where if that doesn't work out, like you need a buffer zone, like I really love having buffer zones. I don't know how people live like on the edge. <laughs> live it on the edge. Seems yeah, stressful. I well, it's not even, it's just like, you want to live on the edge, that's fine. But then when it doesn't work out for you, don't go and make Blame such a performance else. as if you're being inconvenienced. It's your own right. fucking fault. Right. Sir, ma'am, whomever. Right. Like, fuck off texting me as if it's, uh, well, I I dropped everything to get there at the last minute. <laughs> what do you want me to fucking tell you? <laughs> Yep. Not my fucking problem. I'm states away. There's nothing I can do for you. Sorry. God, people like that, I don't know how they function in life. It's no surprise to me that most of people like that end up alone. Everything is always everybody else's problem, never their own fault. Ugh, no personal responsibility. I don't get that. Talking about pet peeves, I cannot stand. What it, What do you call somebody of that nature that just never Doesn't takes take- any responsibility for themselves? Mm. Uh. I don't know if there's a word or they're not narcissistic, but they're, they're just entitled. I'm just calling them muscles. Little fucking in the words of Ricky Gervais. And I, people might get mad at me for saying this word, but I'm Ricky Gervais, but I'm British. So (laughs) this word is acceptable in my country. It's not as acceptable in America, but I'm going to say it anyway. People like that are just little fucking cunts. I knew you were going to say cunts. What a cunt. I'm allowed to say that's it funny. because I don't mean it in the way that a lot of people here would take it. Um, I know. Yeah. And that's a lot of places overseas outside yeah. of America. Look, this, actually. People like this are little fucking cunts and I cannot stand it. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I no longer put up with little fucking cunts in my life. I'm glad too. Hear ye, hear ye. F- hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> King Henry VIII. All right, your turn. <laughs> I'm done ranting. <laughs> so... I'm fed up in mine. Like I kept mine a little silly, but what can I say? I'm domesticated, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm fed up with dirty dog paws in my house. Like baby wipe them. There has to be a better solution because they come in from outside the running around and I'm like wrangling the dogs and then I'm like cleaning up the paw prints and I like take it I keep a towel by the door and I like wipe their feet off you know but I have white bed sheets and a white comforter and the other day I just washed everything and Duke runs inside before Derek got a chance to wipe his paws off and he ran right on the bed and I'm just like bro so I don't know. Like I, f- 
so it rains a lot here, as you know, in Nashville. And so there's always like mud to clean up, um, which I've gotten. I feel like it's my part-time job to clean up mud at this point. But I wonder if it's going to be like this for the rest of my life. (laughs) I'm like, is it going to be muddy paws for the rest of my life? Because like coming in from outside, I wonder what people do to keep their house clean when they have dogs. Like, I don't. Why don't you ask them? What do they do? What do you guys do? I think if they, you have don't dogs? they like baby wipe? Like they like intervene the minute they are about to cross the threshold back into the home. They intervene, uh-huh. baby wipe or whatever, and then they go inside. I don't know. I don't have this problem because I've got kind of a diva indoor dog that doesn't really. Yeah, prance she can use bed. she can use pee pee pads too if you need to. Yeah, she can use potty pads, so it's pretty easy. Um, I only have two solutions for you: don't have dogs, which will never happen. <laughs> no don't have outdoor dogs <laughs> <laughs> well they need to go potty and you got to intercept with the baby wipe oh man i did i did see this one thing on facebook or like mm-hmm. an ad that popped up it was like a plastic kind of like cup looking thing with a, a rubber lid on it that had like these little bristles and you like stick their feet in it and you rub it like this. What dog is gonna let you stick their foot inside I of it? Don't a that's what I'm saying. Like who thing. who does that? And I'm I wanna know whose dog is who who designed <laughs> that with what dog? Like was their dog And on you put like water sedatives? in it. I don't know. I mean it it's not it doesn't look like aggressive, but it's supposed to like clean their feet off and like with water and everything, so it gets all the fuzzies between their toes, which likes to collect dirt. Um so I'm just like, mm, I'm going to need a really extra large one because I have big dogs. So I don't know if you guys have any tips about keeping your home clean and sanitary when you have dogs, especially big rambunctious dogs. Let me know. Let us know. Shoot us a DM or an email. Like, Give us some tips. I need help. Give us some doggo tips. Yeah. The dogs. The doggies. <laughs> so what are you fuck yeah about oh i forgot that we still have to do that one yeah Um, the good parts i'm okay it's a nutrition related thing i discovered Hmm. oh shit i forgot the name of it hold on i gotta look it up (laughs) i think it's called acacia fiber um is it cassava no Mm. but nice guess I was I like, really maybe it's one down it. really fast. <laughs> You're like, no, no. I'm gonna look up on my Amazon Prime <laughs> now order because I just got it from Whole Foods, mm. and I'll tell you why I'm fuck yeah about it. I need to um, do that because it's made such a difference in my life. So it's fiber. Yeah, it is. It's a powder. Supplement. Oh, were you ordering that last time we were on a call together? No, I was no. not. Here, I'm showing it to you. Can you okay. see that? Yeah. Okay, Renew Life so, Fiber. Fiber Acacia. Okay. Acacia? Acacia? I should know this as a nutrition person. Um, right. So I'm kind of fuck yeah because I've spent a lot of time, obviously, with digestive issues, colitis and diverticulitis and things. Um, mm-hmm. It's been years of problems. And a lot of doctors will be like, oh, just take probiotics. And everyone on Instagram is like, oh, take probiotics. Here's the thing with probiotics. Um most probiotics 
I guess for the normal everyday healthy person, probiotics are fine. However, mm-hmm. there's thousands, millions of different bacteria in your intestinal digestive system. Mm-hmm. Throwing and just taking any probiotic that you see without actually going through the ropes of getting tested to find out what bacteria and balance you have could mm-hmm. actually make the problems worse. So for mm-hmm. me, whenever I take a probiotic, it actually makes my problems worse. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that just comes down to if you're taking a probiotic that's comprehensive in all, all types of bacteria, but your body is too high in one kind of bacteria and too low in the other, you're kind of helping the problem by raising that low level of bacteria, but you're also right. making the problem kind of be at a standstill too, or continue on because you're also raising that level of bacteria right. that's already high. So you're still ending up with an imbalance. So it was really frustrating all the time that like doctors and people are like, Oh, just take probiotics. Mm-hmm. It's not the, it's not the solution for everybody. And I, right. I kind of am frustrated also with Instagram in that way of just like how much people influencers who really mm-hmm. don't do their research are just pushing like oh i took a probiotic works for me they took it for like two fucking weeks and it's probably yeah. a mental thing for them yeah um, that's so i started time yeah exactly and like mm-hmm. again probiotics are not the cure-all for every digestive issue and sometimes right. probiotics can make things worse so i started researching a little bit more about prebiotics Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of prebiotics plus probiotic formulas now. And mm-hmm. I've been interested in that as well. Um, but I decided to just go a really simple route and start. You always got to start small whenever you're testing out, trying to get digestive issues under control, whether it's bloating, um, IBS, just a lot of people confuse food sensitivities with digestive issues that kind of can be interrelated a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um so I bought this prebiotic fiber, acacia fiber, and it's organic mm-hmm. and it's by Renew Life. And you just put a tablespoon into a beverage in the morning. So I actually just throw it in my matcha latte, which is kind of great because now my latte has yeah. turned into a really nutritious, dense meal. Like I don't eat breakfast. I have my latte. So now right. my latte is oat milk and it's raw cacao powder, which is full of antioxidants and health benefits. Mm-hmm. Then I throw in my L-glutamine powder, which helps mm. rebuild your digestive lining. I also recommend a lot of people take L-glutamine anyway, even if you do have a healthy digestive system, because it just continues to keep or maintain the health of your digestive tract. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I throw the fiber in as well. And I bought recently date syrup instead okay. of using maple syrup because not for any caloric reason, not because it's lower carb or anything, but I noticed that it has more magnesium Mm -hmm. um, and more zinc. I believe it's zinc than something like a maple syrup. So I really wanted to maximize if I'm going to drink a latte, let me get as much out of it as I can. Right. Um, And yeah, ever since I started taking this fiber, I just like way more regular noticing that a lot of my bloating is starting to go away. I feel Mm -hmm. like my system it's naturally getting cleansed every day. And I also feel like my appetites become more stable because I think the other issue when you're going through digestive issues a lot, especially colitis and things, your body just doesn't absorb nutrients in the same way. Right, Um, for sure. And so you find yourself, especially if you're athletic and working out quite a bit like I do or under a lot of work stress, Mm -hmm. your appetite can be really crazy and really sensitive when you don't sleep enough and all these other, you know, you don't drink enough water, all these things. So I've noticed that it's, helping regulate 
my body when it's craving things due to nutritional deficiency. Um, so yeah, I'm really fucked yeah that I found this product. I'm going to keep testing awesome. it out for a $19 investment for like a whole month supply. I think it's, it's a great place to start if you're having digestive issues. I wouldn't necessarily recommend going and dropping 40 to 60 bucks on some probiotics. Like start right. small, look at your fiber intake. Um, and also like fiber supplements like that mixing into liquid is a lot easier on your body than going and eating a bowl of broccoli. Like, so really, yeah. I, I think a lot of people are so quick to jump to supplementation for issues mm-hmm. when they need to maybe look at the compound of their food, like the, the type of food they're eating. And if you're struggling with digestive issues, but you need to up your fiber intake, figure out the way you're going to get that fiber in the easiest, most simplest form for your body to break down. And that's probably right. in a liquid form, than right. a solid form. So for sure. Yeah. I'm fucking yeah about it. It's, and it's tasteless. Like you don't even know it's in there. So I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. Yeah. I love having tasteless benefits in my food or liquid. I'll tell you what, L-glutamine, you can taste. If you go more than one scoop at a time, you yeah. will taste that. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's by that's Renew awesome. Life. I really recommend it to anyone that suffers with any sort of digestive issue, IBS, bloating, um, anything of that nature. So yeah. yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I forget the statistic, but like I feel like it's really high. Like most Americans are deficient in fiber. They're not getting enough fiber. I mean, not hundred percent. But the other issue I have is that you've got to really be careful. A lot of protein bars and other products now Mm -hmm. are putting fiber in or have natural fiber, even all the cauliflower rice trends and all that. Right. People go into keto diets and paleo and they throw in cauliflower rice and Uh they eat as much of it as they would white rice. Here's the thing. That's too much cauliflower. A lot of fiber. A lot of fiber. And it's like one of those veggies that are just like um, cruciferous. Yeah. Yeah, which I can't eat. Lots of farts. A hundred percent. The issue is (laughs) you want to up your fiber, but then you go and eat a bowl of cauliflower rice in the same way you would rice, your body's gonna go into shock. Like you cannot increase your fiber intake overnight by 20 grams. Like you will suffer. You've got to do it gradually. Um, right. And yeah, you just got to be, you know, again, this all comes back to like looking at yourself and individuality. And um, mm-hmm. the other issue I have is a lot of US rules and regulations state that, oh, the average adult needs 20 grams of fiber a day. Okay, I'm a five feet tall and like 100 pounds. I don't need as much fiber as Joe down the street who's six right. two and 200 fucking pounds. Like, Right. Why are we being so general with our dietary recommendations? Mm-hmm. It's just not, it doesn't make sense. It's also why, like, again, I'm five feet, 100 pounds. I don't need three big meals a day. Somebody right. who's six, one, 200 pounds is going to need three meals a day. Like, it, at least <laughs> it all really, de- exactly. It all depends on the individual person. And I, yeah, I just wish our whole society, when it came to dietary theories and medical, um, recommendations like we just focused more on a little bit more on weight and height as an influence or dictation as of what you need so yeah and I think that um you know goes to taking personal responsibility for your wellness and like making it I feel like our nutrition and wellness needs to be a 
staple in the household. It needs to be a staple in our education growing up because like we can't leave it to doctors or like the American standards to like tell us what we need in our bodies. Like we need to be able to like have that responsibility, you know, cause it's like our own bodies. We need to take that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know what we're doing. We're like completely uneducated when it comes to like how we, e- how this whole thing even works and what we need to do with it, you know? Yeah. I think we're uneducated, but I also think people are playing, probably overwhelmed. Like we're probably playing dumb. Like we all know really what we're supposed to do with our bodies. We all yeah. know what we should be doing. Yet we sit on Instagram, we get overwhelmed with all this different information and then we end up playing dumb. Well, I mean, that's what has been happening forever. Like the marketing of the weight loss and all the things like forever when really it's just like balanced nutrition, water, exercise, (laughs) like, and mindset, you know, eating whole foods, mindset, exercise, supplement where you need to, like, that's it. Relax. You know, sleep. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Sleep is the best medicine. Like sleep is really the best medicine. A hundred percent. Seriously. If I don't sleep good, I get completely drained. And I get feel drained. Like I get hungry. I'm sick. I, yep. I start to feel like I'm getting a cold and I'm like, I know I have a really strong immune system and I'm just like, mm, I need to catch up on some sleep. <laughs> like this isn't normal. Yeah. Um, because then it's like added stress, added, especially if I'm traveling, you have like those things of like extra air in the body from either flying or being in a road trip. Um. Like if you know Ayurveda, like that kind of stuff puts, even driving in a car, like adds more air to the body because you're like moving, you oh, know? Is that why I fast... feel like such a pin cushion when I get out of a fucking plane? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Um, I feel like a, um, like a bubble boy. Like Yeah. <laughs> Me too. It's like so bad. And I can't go to the bathroom for like, I, so after I fly, I need lots of water. I need a I need like at least nine to 10 hours of sleep (laughs) and like even like a two hour flight. Yeah. I mean, no, maybe not a two hour flight, but like if I'm flying across the country, any flight, like our bodies are not designed to be. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. We're like going 32,000 feet up in the air and to be all the way up there ever and going what 200 miles an hour. I really don't know how fast we're going, but I don't something like that. But we're not supposed to be that high in the sky and going that fast so it's a weird thing even 45 minutes for me like my whole digestive system is completely thrown off for like three days it's the absolute worst thing I know and yeah so like a short flight I don't need like this whole entire care that I need for like a you don't have to be so fucking high maintenance is that what you're saying yeah (laughs) but if I'm flying across the country or like taking a longer flight I need like I'm like, okay, I need to decompress. I need to sleep. I need to have water. Then I can like go to the bathroom. My digestion can get back on track. Like my sleep heals all things. Um, If I'm bloated, if I'm having like problems down there, like (laughs) fucking sleep. Like I'm going to chug a shit ton of water. I'm going to sleep and then I'll be better. Sleep and some natural herbal laxatives, my friends. <laughs> I have not taken a laxative and I don't even know how long. Well, I've had like smooth, smooth tea. Smooth yeah, no, I'm not even talking that. There's, there's a supplement that's called the lower, it's called LBS, lower bowel stimulant. It's Ooh. now called stimulants. Yeah. Okay. Tell you what, you're in a, you're in a pickle. Take two. 
good to go. Really? Like how soon and how aggressively? Like take it before you go to sleep and you'll wake up in the morning ready to go. Okay. Or if you take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, like Mm -hmm. two, three hours. Hmm. Yeah. It's good if you're in a pinch. Like you travel overseas. Right. I know that's the worst. Flight to Europe will kill me. Yeah. I I can't remember how long it took me to go to the bathroom, but when I flew to Spain a couple years ago, I what it I slept for like ever because I didn't. Most people will sleep on the plane the twelve mm-hmm. hours across seas no, or whatever. Not me. I can't do that. I don't know why I could not sleep, and I usually sleep. I'll sleep on like an hour flight. I will sleep on any moving vehicle or oh really something. i'm the total yeah. opposite i'm bougie and like unless i'm in business class okay <laughs> with my lay down seat you're not getting me to sleep Come i have me. never flown business class yet it will oh, be I a normal thing like for me eventually i don't do it that often anymore i did it when i was a kid i would love you, to parents. do it i mean parents paid for it but um <laughs> We'll I do mean, it why day. not? Why not? If you can freaking do it, I know I will. Our one year <laughs> anniversary, we'll do a business class trip to somewhere. Okay. Just yes, for the that experience. would be amazing. I'm only going to take you to Chicago though, so don't get too excited. Okay. <laughs> well, like I love Chicago, so um, it'll be worth it. No, we're not um, going to Chicago. <laughs> we'll go to Mexico or something. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That'd something be great. fun. Um. So anyway, what are you fucking about? <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, so I'm fuck yeah about quest bars, believe it or not. Girl, so what? I know. Okay, listen, hear me Who out. Who are you right hear now? Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, fine. I'll so I'm like really picky on the things that I eat. Um, and just like quality wise and ingredient mm-hmm. wise and all that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, eh, you know, I don't do bars unless it's like has like four ingredients in it and that's it. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, we were, went on a hike the other day and kind of road tripped because, you know, you have to go a ways in Nashville to get to something awesome. We saw a couple falls, which was nice, but oh, that's nice. Um, it was just nice being on the road in general and out of the city. Um, but anyway, I was like, we need snacks, you know, I love snacks on the road. Um, so snacks not on the road. <laughs> that's true. So we got some fruit um and we got a couple bars and i was like i'm gonna get a quest bar like i looked at it and it wasn't bad like there was maybe seven ingredients max and yeah, the ingredients aren't terrible on them um it wasn't bad and then what flavor did you get okay so i got three different ones but the oh, one that i'm smiling. stoked about birthday cake have you had that? I used to eat Quest Bars all the time, but they really fucked my stomach up. It uh, was so good. I don't know if I've ever had birth. Is that a, that might be a newer flavor? I used it to might cookie be. dough. Oh my gosh. It was so good. And so it has like sprinkles in it. It's not really yeah. sprinkles, but no, like not. the coloring, they use like beet, turmeric. They didn't use like artificial colors. I don't No, like, they're good, but like isn't this. it full of stevia? I don't remember. I don't. It's a fake sugar, and that's why I can't have to look. I have to look again. But it was like twenty-one grams of protein, one gram of sugar, like seventeen grams of fiber. Yeah, Yeah. it was like seventeen grams of fiber, and I was like, okay. It's a lot of nuts too, right? I think that's why it was messing. It was. It had corn fiber, is what it was. I don't think it had nuts. I'm looking it up for us. Okay. 
Um, Crust bars, birthday cake ingredients. Yeah. It's so good. Let's see. So freaking good, you guys. Okay, well, I'm going to let you in on a little fun fact in case you haven't thought of this already. Uh huh. Coming from the girl that used to eat protein bars for lunch. Um, yeah, I used I to do that. I can't eat anything too. fake. Heat it up in the microwave. What? For like five, 10 seconds. Thank okay. You later. All oh, right. Gr- it's okay. So it's a whey protein blend. Yeah. So not. Oh, so vegan. you're doing dairy. Yeah. I, you know, it's not something I do every single day, but. Okay. Yeah. Water, erythritol, almonds palm oil that's what yeah it is. that was the problem erythritol okay fucks me up and palm oil too i had a problem with the palm oil because i don't think it's um does it say if it's rainforest safe or certified or whatever probably it's not. no it's not sustainable probably not can i retract my statement <laughs> No, because no, but it's, yeah about the taste. I them. know it was really good, but I don't. It's not something I normally eat, um, and it's I usually don't they, buy anything with palm oil in it unless it's like. That's weird that they don't do a vegan bar. Yeah, probably because it won't taste as good. To be honest, uh, probably not. Just it'll because be full it's full of fake ingredients. Um, yeah, exactly. But I yeah. did just find a recipe for homemade vegan crust bars. I can send. Oh, it really? To you. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Anyway, before we go anyway, on a tangent on Quest Bars. Yeah. So try it out. Don't make it a staple, but, you know, if you're – I don't really eat bars a lot. No. I don't Duke. either. <laughs> My dog is acting like a psycho. Well, that's because he heard you talking about wiping his paws, and now he's not Yeah, he's not now interested. he's like, oh, she's talking shit. He's, like, trying to climb on the counter. Exactly. He's showing you how dirty his paws can really be. He's like, oh, you don't like him on the floor, bitch? I'm going to put him on the counter. Put him on the counter. <laughs> Clean this, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to put them on your level now, bitch. <laughs> okay, oh, so God. speaking of food. It's almost dinner time, which is, is really exciting. I love dinner time. Dinner's I love best. any time to eat, actually. I think dinner is like supreme. Breakfast is my favorite. Really? Yeah. Or we're total opposites. Well, it's not the time of day. It's the type of food. But what about breakfast for dinner? I love breakfast for dinner. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. Um, So let's – we're going to talk about self-love today and Mm -hmm. in certain (laughs) topics tonight, today. Tonight. We've been talking Um, for like how long? (laughs) Like sorry minutes. guys we, we promised there was a there was a subject that we were getting to and here it is yes <laughs> on to today's topic 30 minutes later <laughs> it was worth it <clears throat> um so we're talking about self-love but in a couple different ways mm-hmm. so, three to be exact three different so a few different ways <laughs> Not a couple. Try ways. Um, try ways. Try ways. Um, so let's start with the first, since we're on the topic of food. Mm-hmm. So how, okay, so self-love in relationship with your food. And what does that look like? Are you asking me to share my thoughts on this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. I think there are two ways to look at eating. Okay. A lot of people, I think, look at eating from more of an emotional standpoint in the moment, mm-hmm. not necessarily thinking it 
through. And I think their relationship with food is less about nourishment and more about, um, not needs, emotional needs per se, or they're, they're, they're looking at food from an emotional place. That's all I can really describe it as. Um, I think when you practice self-love in relation to food, it's important to look at food from a logical place and a nourishing place Mm -hmm. and to build a relationship with food where you truly eat what you enjoy, but you're not just enjoying it for its taste. You're enjoying it for what it's going to do for you in the long run, in the long term. I think people are really quick to look at food as an in the moment experience. This is what I want. hundred percent. This is Mm -hmm. what I want right now. This is what I'm craving right now, but they don't necessarily think about how this food is going to make them feel two hours from now, six hours from now, the next day, a week later. And I think I feel personally, it took me a long time to get to that point. I think because of all years of restriction and, Mm -hmm. um, I would eat food as if like I was never going to eat food again. Yeah. I think because of restriction and fairness. Um, right. But I wasn't looking at food from a place of fuel. I was I was just looking at it from this place of just fulfilling voids in other areas of my life. And I think a lot of people do that now. Like, oh, I'm stressed. I want a burger. Oh, yeah. I'm stressed. I want cake. Oh, I'm sad. I want ice cream. Oh, yeah. I'm lonely. I want sugar. Versus saying I'm stressed. I'm going to eat something full of turmeric, full of some sort of spice or nutrients that's going to help keep me calm. I'm going mm-hmm. to eat a healthy, nourishing meal full of whole grains and cooked vegetables that's warming, that's going to bring me some sort of feeling of nourishment if I'm feeling really lonely. Um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest mistake when it comes to the human population is that we're not we're not choosing i kind of lost my train of thought here but we're not choosing food based on what our body needs right we're choosing it based on what our brain is currently telling us in the moment of what mm-hmm. we want what and we i think it's going to make us feel a certain way 100% and i think the biggest the other big issue is that people overall are um God, I keep making, I keep thinking of a great point and then I keep forgetting it. <laughs> oh, I know. Now I know what it is. I think people are focusing too much on what they shouldn't be eating versus yeah. thinking about what they really enjoy eating. Right. And learning to develop a relationship with those foods that they really do enjoy. And if you end up eating the same thing predominantly every single day, I almost in some ways recommend that to people. You it's know, less during, stressful. You it's less stressful. And during anything. the week, you know what you're going to eat every day. You don't put too much thought into it. It becomes part of your daily routine and you can build that consistency and that relationship with food to where then on weekends, you can let go a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can be a little bit more, um, bring more variation into your diet. Right. And that's something I practice like Monday through Friday, most of my weeks, pretty much every week, actually without fail traveling or not, I eat the same things every day and it doesn't right. feel restrictive it doesn't feel like punishment it's i actually look forward to eating those things every day but right. it took me a long time to determine what those foods were 
Right. And I, again, I just think that as humans, we're fixating on the wrong thing. We're all fixating overall on, is this food good or bad for me? Versus, is this food something I enjoy eating? And does my body enjoy consuming it? Right. I think it's a shift in mentality. And the minute you shift that mentality and look at food in that way of like, this this should be an enjoyable experience, enjoyable, not just for taste, but also for long-term health. Mm-hmm. The minute you start to kind of look at food that way, I think is when you truly reach a level of self-love for yourself. Yeah. I think, you know, how we eat is a huge reflection of how we value ourselves. Yes. And, um, the way I have two different ways I like to think about food because mm-hmm. I've also been in like a restrictive state of mind before. And, um, I think we all have, most yeah, of us have, I mean, I, y- yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I like to think of it as life giving or life taking, um, which is a little interesting, but like, if you think about it, like living food, you know, like foods that have nutrients in them, nutrient mm-hmm. density fuels your cells, right? Mm-hmm. It like fuels your body, gives you energy. Like when you're hungry, you're not just like needing calories. You're not just needing macros. Like your body's hungry for nutrients. Mm-hmm. Like you need those things to prompt to properly function um, and live like a, a vital life, you know, not just like a sluggish, like how often are so many, I mean, so many people are just kind of going around sluggish in their life and they're not like fueled, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they're complaining about drowsiness. They're complaining about headaches. They're complaining about foggy thoughts. And it's like, okay, well, how much, how many cups of coffee did you drink today with right. fake creamer? How much sugar did you consume today? How right. much fried, fried, fried processed food did you consume today? And have you had water? Have you had water? <laughs> like it's, you know. It, it, um, again, our dietary choices come down to truly a reflection of how much you care about yourself. Whether, yeah. And I'm saying from both ends of the spectrum, you eat like shit and you pump your body full of processed fake foods and sugar all the time, your level of self-love is pretty low. The opposite side, if you're restricting, 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 like I know I've done in past, you've right. done in past, self, a lot of women, yeah. your, your self-love level of is self-love low. is off, off balance too. Like, yeah. The yeah, minute you develop a relationship with food where you just eat in the moment, you can make conscious choices without mm-hmm. it feeling like a conscious choice. That's when I think you have truly stepped into your first important level of self-love. You can be self-loving yourself in all the other areas of life with your work, yeah. your relationships, working out, um, getting massages, all that stuff. Right. If you don't have a relationship with food where you can just bang out meals three days two days, three days, three times a day, two times mm-hmm. a day on a daily basis without thinking about it, then you're not fully tapped into your level of self-love yet. And right. that's okay. Right. It's a process. That's but for it's sure. a process. It's yeah. a learning. You have to want to get to that point. Yeah. I know it took me until honestly last year, it took me 29 years to get to yeah. that point. It took me to my late twenties too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we got to that point because we, we cared about this our shit. bodies enough to dive into, obviously you and I both are in nutrition fields, mm-hmm. but we cared enough to be able to make more conscious choices and whether or not it requires us asking for a unique meal at a restaurant, asking mm-hmm. for ingredients to be avoided, 
I still get it to this day, like with certain people, you know, I'm at a restaurant, I'm like, oh, sauce on the side. Yeah. Uh, no oil cooked on this. I- I'm not doing it because I'm scared about gaining weight. I'm doing it because I know that this food to me now is going to taste better without mm-hmm. all that crap on it. And that's yeah. how I like my food. Um, you just have to get to that point of like learning to love food for the simplicity the nourishing elements that it really can bring to your life. Yeah. And it takes time. Like if it you're does. full, if your diet's full of junk food now, it'll take Healthy you a food while. Healthy tastes like shit at first. Let but me tell you. the minute you like get that consistency, now yeah. if I taste junk food, I think it tastes disgusting. Yeah. You can taste it. the fake sugar in it or yeah. like the f- saturated fats swish, and yeah. the oils and the. You can taste that. Like if I ever had a bite of like a store-bought cheapo cake or something, mm-hmm. Like I can taste hundred percent. Someone asked me the other day, I think it was on Sunday, they said, If you were on death row, what would your last meal be? I did mm-hmm. we talk about this in the last Yeah, episode? we did. Yeah. Oh shit, it was you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um well weirdly enough, someone else asked me that on Sunday. Uh-huh. What would your last meal be? And I was or no, they in fairness, they asked me if I had a full day of just all off limits, I could eat whatever I want. Yeah. What would it be? And I told them, um, oven baked chips like potato wedges uh-huh um like avocado roll sushi mm. and vegan cookie dough that i made at home and they were like really you're not you wouldn't want you wouldn't want anything else you wouldn't want like a bowl of fettuccine alfredo what about real cookie dough i'm like no i prefer the taste of those foods over mm-hmm. Pillsbury cookie dough, yeah, or a Buca de Beppo, Carabas, Olive Garden, Fettuccine Alfredo, any day of the week. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just if you're gonna have you... Fettuccine Alfredo, you're gonna get it from like a good place, not like yeah. Carabas or it's whatever. It's just so funny when you t- and it's it's no judgment to those people. Yeah, but it's funny to see their reaction when they ask you what your favorite meal is, and you say steamed rice with vegetables. Yeah, and they're yeah. like what? I'm like, no, it's my one of my favorite things on this earth is a bowl of brown rice pasta with fresh lemon and olive oil. Like, oh yeah, yum. It's um, just yeah, it's definitely a level of self care you have to start practicing. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's like you make the choices because of I know like if I'm gonna sit down to a nutritious meal or get something really healthy, I'm like excited about it because I know it's giving me nutrients that I mm-hmm. need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like when I was talking about life taking and life giving, right? Like life taking, I don't mean like it's going to kill you, but eventually it probably will in because the long run, it will, in the yeah. long run, because you're not going to die from, you know, eating McDonald's today. But if you're eating McDonald's all the time and it's part of your routine, like you're going to have some lifestyle issues down the road. That's for sure. Um, but like, think about it as it's sucking the energy out of your cells because it's Mm -hmm. not giving anything to your body. It's literally like eating cardboard flavored. I mean, you know, like flavored cardboard because there's, it's not like real food or giving you real nutrients, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's empty. It's empty food. Exactly. And over, I think people just don't, it's the same thing with drinking. People don't That's true, think yeah. about how hard your body has to work to process things like alcohol, 
um, diet foods, fat-free mm-hmm. foods, mm-hmm. even like, you know, uh, certain protein powders or um, <laughs> GG fiber crackers that are like super high in fiber yeah. that are super processed. It may sound healthy to you in the moment or even junk food. Like people aren't thinking about how hard your liver, your pancreas, your kidneys, like all that stuff has to work in order to break it all down. And in the long run, that contributes to long-term heart issues. It contributes to gradual incline of of fat accumulation in your cells. So again, I'm not, I'm not saying people, the minute you need to start self-loving yourself to go all restrictive, I'm not saying that. Right. Right. You know, I realize that the foods I eat is not, not what's going to work for a lot of people, but I think there's modifications you can make. Yeah. And I would say I eat differently than you. Um, but also the same, I mean, there are a lot of things that are similar, but, um, I don't have like the same digestive, digestive (laughs) problems that you do. So like I can eat raw veggies and like, you know, have a little bit more diversity in my veggies and stuff. And like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so, but I think, um, so to be clear, it, you don't have to like eat perfect or else that doesn't mean you don't love yourself. Like I have another, can you, I'm sorry. I'm just like about to (laughs) scold my child in front of everyone. What is he doing? I'm scared to go out into my living room. I had to close the office door because he was getting up on the counters. I don't even know what he was getting into because you really pissed him off with this pool talk. (laughs) He was, he's like, she's busy. I'm going to destroy the house. I'm wondering my, um, my Sorrell's, Mm -hmm. my like leather Sorrell boots are out there and I'm wondering if he climbed up and got them. So I I might not not. have boots. (laughs) We'll see. At the end of this podcast. Um, so, but yeah, like, I, I still eat pizza. I eat curry and all these other things, but like there's feeding your body and there's feeding your soul. And I do think that there's like, if you're so restrictive, right. Where you're like, I can't ever eat this. Cause I've been there. Like I used to think if I ate anything that wasn't like, you know, 200 calories or less, mm-hmm. like I would get fat. Yeah. I had like, and it was like a real problem that I had and like stuck in my brain, a, a sticking point in my brain. So, you know, now I have like a flow of like, if I want something and I have to check myself, like, is this, am I wanting this because, you know, I need to fill a void or because I'm eating emotionally. Like I have to have those conversations with myself, but I'm like, okay, am I feeding my mind? Am I feeding my, am I feeding my body or am I feeding my soul or am I feeding my addiction of like food, you know? Um, so I think there's a, a, when you like how, what you were saying where you could just like eat your food in peace and not have it be like such a big thing and you just Mm -hmm. eat without it being a thing. Um, I think that brings so much peace because how often are we like in inner turmoil about our food? 
in our brains, you know? And like a lot of the time, especially as women. Um, and I think <laughs> her dog's going nuts right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of times as women, there there is that issue. But, you know, yeah, we're not saying don't go eat pizza. Don't go eat right. fries. Don't go. It, I think for me, it's like, well, if I really want pizza, I'm going to get it from a place that I still feel good about. And that's just that a decision has good quality. Good yeah. quality. Like, I mean, that's, that's a decision. That's a decision I make. If that's not for you, that's fine. You know, everyone's right. level of self-love is different. But I, right. I just think people need to stop focusing so much on what they should or shouldn't eat and like caloric restriction and focus right. more on nourishing their bodies and, and looking at food as a supplementation to your health yes. versus like as fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if you have a Ferrari, you're not putting 96 in there <laughs> or whatever it is. 93, a regular. Oh, 87. It probably is. That's how much I pay attention. Uh, yeah. Dude, what um, are you eating? Oh my God, your dogs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Out. Welcome to the real world of podcast recording at night. Oh my um, God. Anyway, but, so that's know, our discussion gonna... on self-love with food. Yeah. yeah. Just treat your body like it's a Ferrari and it'll treat you right back. <laughs> yeah. And if certain things don't make you feel good, then like, don't keep trying to eat them. Okay. I have yeah. friends that text me are like, oh, I'm so bloated. Yeah. What'd you eat? Like, a salad. So- well, maybe don't eat salads anymore. Like, or like, what was on your salad? Yeah, you like know? what did you put a dressing in there full of fake sugars and things right. that very well bloated you up? So right, exactly. You got to pay attention and knowing though that like veggies do create since the fiber does create more gas. So and especially and you, if you're not used to it. Yeah, and if your you body's uh, your body works what three times harder with raw veggies than mm-hmm. it does cooked. So just right. consider. And- yeah um so speaking of that knowing your worth right like knowing your worth with your food and the quality of your food but also knowing your worth um in relationships and like what that means and what that looks like in terms of your self-love yeah um Um, we can probably talk quickly on this subject yeah i know we were talking about um gaslighting and I think that's a bigger and bigger thing in this day and age than it Oh my to gosh. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like now that we have, I didn't know the term of it before, right. but right. I feel like now we know the term and people are using the term. We're becoming more aware of this behavior that people have. Um, and I was, I asked you if you saw Dirty John and you were telling me that it was like, that was one of the shows you recommended to me last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I binged the shit out of that show. I'm so so good. It. It's it so was good. It's so good. So the acting is so bad. And it's like based on a true story. It's like a real mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I don't want to give away anything in case you guys haven't seen it. But the gaslighting in that show was strong. It was strong, but it was also like I feel like a puppy could have gaslighted her. Like she was such an idiot. You know? It was frustrating. It like was it frustrating was, to watch. He was gaslighting her to the point where an idiot could have been fig- figured out that he was gaslighting them. Like it was, it was a it strong was level. Bad. It was so obvious. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I've definitely been victim to gaslighting. I think you got to be careful throwing that. We have to, as a human population, be careful right. throwing the term gaslighting 
Um, I think you really need to read about it and understand what it is. Mm -hmm. The biggest issue I have with it, and I've seen it more and more with my girlfriends in relationships, is when they express their feelings to their spouse Mm -hmm. or their partner. or it can even be with family or friends. I think this is the best way to know if you're being gaslighted is when you express your feelings, which again, feelings are not something that somebody else can disregard. They can't invalidate them. They can't tell you that they're wrong because they're your feelings. Right. And they can't it, tell you what you like. You're, you're feeling what you're feeling. Yeah, they can't feelings. tell you that it's incorrect, right? Like right. They can, Exactly. The biggest way to know if someone's gaslighting you when you're in a relationship, and it happens with husbands and wives, it can happen in 10 years after your marriage, it happens in boyfriends and girlfriends, it happens in friendships and family. When you state your feelings to them, Mm -hmm. if their response to you is, that's ridiculous, you're crazy, I never did that, I never did this, I didn't say this, Mm -hmm. you made this up, all of those things, that's gaslighting. When you have clear evidence like if i went it happened to me in recent relationships of if i went to that person and said this is what happens this is how it's made me feel and their response is that never happened you're crazy you're making that up you're being insecure no they're gaslighting you 100 percent yeah and that type of will never change it will not stop because though typically people who gaslight to such an extreme level they can fall along the lines of like a sociopath psychopath mm-hmm. type nature where it's very rare that they're ever going to acknowledge that they're actually gaslighting you um, right and it becomes it's a form of abuse it's a form yeah. of verbal abuse you lose all respect for yourself you lose confidence in yourself you start to question yep. your validity you start to question whether or not you're you have any common sense you, start you to question your own eyes it. You question your own thoughts. And then that's when massive manipulation can happen. That's Mm -hmm. when, like, that's how people get into abusive relationships. They Mm -hmm. didn't start out abusive. No, they they started started out gaslighting. Yeah. And then slowly but surely they break you down little by little, break you down little by little. And then next thing you know, they're whooping your ass and you're like, how did I end up here? Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Or they don't even get to a point of physical, but they're just verbally whipping your ass. Yeah, every or single verbally day. whipping like, your ass. Uh-huh. You could give them a call and you could say one thing and they will manipulate and twist it into whatever they want to cause a fight. And I know Amanda was witness to me going through this last mm-hmm. year of like, I had to text you all the time and be like, mm-hmm. am I fucking crazy? And you would write back and tell I me. I say no. No. <laughs> no, you're not like, this person is fucking nuts. They're yeah. off their rocker and they're trying to make you feel like you're nuts. And it- yep. That is a to me, if you have any sort of relationship in your life of that nature, mm-hmm. that can be the worst, worst element of your life. It can totally destroy yeah. you over time. It breaks you down. Your body, your mind will get exhausted without you even realizing it to the point mm-hmm. where the only time you do realize it is when you break away. I promise you, when you break away from a relationship like that, you're going to see clear. It's like exhaustion hits you. You just like, you have to recover from and accept this fact of like that you've been manipulated for an extensive period of time. Um, Right. And I think it takes, again, that level of realizing the, knowing the difference between somebody else's opinion, having truth and somebody else gaslighting you. Like you have to learn the difference between the two and you really have to read up on it. Do your research. Exactly. And that's where your self-love comes in and having your, and knowing your worth mm-hmm. because you have to 
be firm and strong in who you are. Because if you're like looking to the outside world or looking to your partner to tell you who you are, mm-hmm. like you're going to be easily manipulated and you're never going to feel um, stable. You're never going to feel like you, um, cause I feel like in order to have this like level of self-love, you have to feel at home in your body. And mm-hmm. if you're not trusting, like feeling at home in your body, when it comes to nutrition, that plays a huge part in that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to standing your ground and knowing your own thoughts, like knowing who, like what you're worthy of. Like when I was watching that show, I was like, distraught i'm like how is she letting someone treat her like this i'd be all over that shit like because she had no level of self-worth that's yeah she and you know she i know and i she hopefully she's gone through some like level of awareness to grow and like trust her gut because she Mm -hmm. was denying her gut the entire time like and denying everyone like denying her family like the kids knew they trusted their gut and they had a problem with it right but like right the weird thing with that show is though that she knew and then she kept going along with it it was weird well she knew and then she went back that was the part i had a problem with she knew and then went back i was like you really don't he was like oh that's not true like they're lying yeah it didn't it didn't happen like she didn't believe her own eyes anymore and he was she was being gaslighted yep she was 100%. gas litting up. Gas anyway. litting up. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I think again, I, I do want to stress the difference though. Don't, if you approach your partner or your friend or family member and point a finger and say, you did this and they come back at you and say, that's wrong. That's not gaslighting. Okay. Right. It's that's when you're expressing from a, a non-aggressive way, something that you're feeling, or if you just ask somebody something like, for instance, I'll just give an example of like, hey, it really bothered me that we haven't gone out to dinner this week together, but we've had the time to. Uh-huh. A normal person that cares about you is going to respond back in a way that acknowledges how you feel, and then they may state reasons why, mm-hmm. and that's it. A person who's gaslighting you is going to come back and say, that's ridiculous. You're insane for even thinking that. How dare you say something like that when I work so hard, blah, blah, blah. Like that's gaslighting. And so it's really important again to know the difference. But I, we wanted to talk about this because I think it's becoming a really big issue in -hmm. relationships, especially, I don't know if it's because of, I don't know why it's become more and more of a prevalent thing. Like you said, I don't know if it's because we now know the term more, so we're more aware of it. But I also think there are more and more people walking around taking less and less responsibility for themselves due mm-hmm. to social media, due to, I think there's this inferiority, superiority complex of, oh, I can say whatever I want to the world on social media. I can also say whatever the fuck I want in my relationships and I can mm-hmm. manipulate everybody and everything to my advantage. Like, I think we're living in a world right now where a lot of people, every move they make, every person they talk to has to benefit them in some fiscal way or some professional way that I think unfortunately (laughs) I think people in their relationships they're starting to do that there of like I I am with this person to so it benefits me and only me so I'm going to manipulate them into the way my world needs to be to where I don't have to make any changes I don't have to compromise 
there's a lot right. more selfishness going on now, I think, because of the, the social media times that we live in and everything else that mm-hmm. I, I just think it's a more common thing at this time than it used yeah. to be. Everyone's trying to flex. Everyone's trying to flex and be controlling and it's mm-hmm. not going to happen if you love yourself. Don't allow yeah. it. Yeah. Nope. That shit would not fly. It would. Well, no, I won't it even. It doesn't fly with me, but I allowed yeah. it for some reason for a while there. Um, well, I, it's a slow, you know, it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing to, uh, it is a tricky thing because text your friends. If you're confused, if that person's gaslighting you, they'll tell you yeah. the truth. Like Amanda yes. did. <laughs> Amanda was like, I wish that we could show you guys some of the responses from Amanda, but she was like, what? This person's fucking nuts. <laughs> like, is this real? <laughs> Person actually trying to say things of that nature. This is fucking crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway. So. So that's self love uh, with gaslighting. Yeah. So one more. One more. We wanted to touch on the good old. Let's talk fun. about sex, baby. Let's talk about you, you and me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, your sex life. So underrated. Yeah. So not not brought into emphasis enough. I think this is a good hint at what we're going to be talking about next week. A little yes. bit. Um, I think, look, the body, the mind, nutrition, exercise, all linked. Mm-hmm. Sex is in there. And yep. again, if you are depriving yourself in that area of your life, you are not reaching your true level of self-love and you don't have to be with another person in order mm-hmm. to fulfill that aspect of your life. But I think being really in touch and in tune with your sexuality as a human being, mm-hmm. it's important. It's important to your mental yeah. health. It's important to your physical health. I think as women, we need to own that more. Um, even men at the same time, like I'm not saying go out and be reckless and just go have sex with whomever on the street and if you want to do that more power to you go do yeah, it just practice um, safe safe sex just be safe and you know don't play games with it right like if, yeah if your sole intention with somebody is just to have sex then probably state that that's yeah the other. i think right. the main Make issue your is intentions clear that's the reason why we have issues that we do as humans is like mm-hmm. people don't state their intentions um more people will probably be open to it than you think Instead of trying to play the game to get what you want. A hundred percent. Like I bet if we all were just more direct and honest all the time, we'd probably get way more. Yeah. Out of things. Um, like this is what I want. This is what you, you want. want. That too. I think it's important to look at sex as another, um, if you're kind of building levels of importance in your life, mm-hmm. exercise, nutrition, I shouldn't say exercise. Let's say movement, mm-hmm. movement, nutrition, sex. Those three things should really be at the top of your list. Yeah. After that is work, relationships. But like those three things are really self-love. Because you don't need somebody else in order to build that total health for yourself. Like if you're eating well, you're moving well, Mm -hmm. you're treating you're connected to yourself sexually, like those are the three main fundamentals of being human. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a lot of um, shame or disconnect when it comes to our sexuality and Mm -hmm. sexual experiences, Um, like female orgasms, like, are kind of subpar. It's not like the main focus of an encounter a lot of times. And, like, guys are just trying to get theirs, and you're just 
focusing on making sure that they're good, but you don't Mm -hmm. think about what you need and you need to speak up for what you need or no one's going to know what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's a lot of shame and fear when it comes to our sexuality because of like slut shaming and bashing women and suppression in that. And then also for a lot of people, religion, like Mm -hmm. we've been taught that our bodies are shameful and nasty and we got to cover up and we can't do this. We can't do that. So like we've come, we've become so like ashamed of who we are. And I think we need, when you embrace that, you get to really love, if you don't love that part of yourself, like how can you fully love yourself, you know? Right. And you need to express that side and, and like, um, do you think that make you feel good? Do you think that make you feel sexy? Like you don't, you don't need a man in order to do that or a woman or a partner or whatever. I, right. It's great if you do like more power to you, but when you're single, use those moments to really connect with yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. Yeah. As a person, as an adult, as a human, you have that right. Mm -hmm. It's all built in there with us. Like it's a part of us. And I think, don't be afraid of it. Like I, I think the most empowering part of being female is when you are comfortable with yourself in any room, Mm -hmm. in any situation with yourself like if you right. can stand in front of yourself in the morning completely naked and just be good yeah that is the mo- that's when you've reached your true level of i can literally fucking handle anything yeah um and i think that's what we all just need to focus more on is like being comfortable and happy with yourself and if that requires making some changes and taking more time out for yourself and being a little less social like i think mm-hmm. a lot of people are focusing too much also on being super social rather than taking that intimate alone time right. yourself is just as important yes. as being intimate with other people um so yeah i think we all just need to kind of not i don't know why sex is still such a taboo subject like i know it's but ridiculous it's, it's funny because it's taboo but then it's like all over everything it's yeah. what sells right sex sells they say sex sells but it's also shameful like it's such a weird and it's, I feel like it's not like this in other places. America is very weird on our sexual. Um, it is very weird. Um, you know, people still act but, shy about it. I don't really know why. Like, how do you, how did we all get here? I know. Let's think about that. Oh, you're, now he's chiming in. Oh, he wants, your dog Duke. likes us talking about sex too. Yeah, he can't make babies. Poor guy. <laughs> poor guy you you gave you took that right away i from took him. him away i took it away uh um, so yeah i think again if you're into like toys go have at it yeah. if you're not have at it um yeah i think being women like we should yeah put as, as much emphasis uh, emphasis on it as men do like and fine. and good. orgasms are good for your health it's stress relieving it's mm-hmm. really great for um anxiety relieving and it helps with depression. Like it's an Mm -hmm. actual thing I was reading. So I get a lot of questions about how I help to heal my hormones and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the books that really helped me is called, um, what is it? Flow. Oh my God. Wait. Oh, woman code. It's called woman code. And one of the sections 
is about masturbation and about orgasms and like having and like doing that. And even if you are in a relationship, like you can also have intimacy with yourself too. Like you don't Mm -hmm. have to only save yourself for your man or woman or whatever, you know, like, so I think that's a really important part of your body because, and what's going on. Because yeah. if you're not accepting of yourself and loving yourself in that way, like, I feel like there's a disconnect if you have, like, taboo around it. Yeah. And For forget sure. that whole rule of, like, don't sleep with somebody on a first date. If you want to. Do what you do want. It. Just be safe and make sure you're, like, not – make sure it's consentful. Like, consent is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've seen in shows a lot lately or movies that – um they're like can i kiss you and like they're bringing up the topic of consent more uh which is really great because you know there's a whole other culture (laughs) to that um that's opposite of consent but um yeah i mean consent is everything if you are both consenting parties like do what you want and you're using practicing safe sex like have at it. Yeah. It doesn't make you a slut. Like there's no such thing as a slut. No. There's like making your own choices and doing what you want with your body. I mean, I think there's levels of manipulation that people can do um, that make me question their morals and their care for other people, but that's that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Like manipulation and that's definitely happens that's definitely <laughs> but, happening yeah but that's another conversation but, for another yeah, day yeah <laughs> um all right so yeah. self-love yourself yeah so share with us like what you guys are doing like how you're gonna take these things and implement them into your life and, maybe- and by that we mean really fill us in on your sex lives <laughs> yes <laughs> as long as you're consenting adults and we're not yeah, forcing no, if you're under, you. If you're underage, don't tell no. us. <laughs> We're not forcing you to tell us anything you don't want to tell us. Tell us no, what we really you're comfortable with. Yeah, but I really want to know. Yeah, really really know. <laughs> tell me. All, um, so, yeah. I'm excited for next week's episode to continue on this topic. Yeah, we that. actually have our first guest next week, which is super exciting. Yes, I'm very excited. Does that, that mean we're so. a legitimate podcast now? Well, we, we are on episode 11 now. We, po- been, we forgot about 10. We didn't I celebrate. I know. We did not celebrate last week. In, in natural girl go feed yourself fashion, we're late to the, we're late. To the celebratory bandwagon. We um, are. But we'll announce on Thursday on our stories who okay. our guest will be yeah. next week. And Amanda said, okay, because that's the first time she heard about that announcement because I just made it I'm up. like, okay, I'm making a note. <laughs> Okay. Yes, Amasa. Again, in go go feed yourself fashion. We are deciding <laughs> this on the go. Um, yeah, we'll announce on Thursday who our guest is next week. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And let us know who else you want to come on the podcast. Your dog yeah. is like, what is going on with him today? No, he's on another one right now. Now he's he literally wants to join in. Dookie, you want to say hi? He is so mad at us for talking about the pool situation. You want to say hi? Hey, buddy. <laughs> what a butthead. He wants what to eat this asshole. box is what he wants to do. What an asshole. So, um, before we sign off, what do you want to talk about? 
I wanted to say something, but I forgot. <laughs> well, I'll give you a minute. Um, do we want to talk about the hot topic of the week really quick? <laughs> yeah, because it's a good time for my bit, inner bitch to come out. So go ahead. I feel like so, you're the positive optimistic and I'm the bitch of the podcast, which is fine. <laughs> there always has to be one. <laughs> we, we each have our moments. We, you have moments of optimism. When? I have moments of... <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I am forever, know. bitch. No, I'm sure there are moments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You couldn't even think of one yourself, so... <laughs> well, we have our fuck yeah segment, so... <laughs> no, um, so let's talk about really quick on the topic of sex. It's like really segueing pretty good on this. Yeah, we, uh, did, we planned this well, not... <laughs> the Super Bowl halftime show with j-lo and shakira Mm. so Mm. i wanted to first talk about when i watched that i was like they're freaking crushing it like shakira's 43 j-lo's 50 like they got muscles and abs and looking like tight skin Mm. like yeah Yeah. um (laughs) they're crushing it like I mean, you know, people, 50 used to be old as balls. Now look at 50. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but again, that's not, sorry, you finish your point. I'm sorry. My dog is just all up in this podcast. (laughs) I have to lock him in the room with me or else he's going to be destroying my house. Yeah, I don't even know what's happened out there already. I need to get you a dog trainer. What's happening? I don't think it will help. (laughs) Oh, he's just a lost cause. Okay. Well, there's always one lost cause in life. (laughs) There is, and it's Duke. (laughs) It's Duke. Sometimes he's fluffy and cute. Other times, you know. Um, So on my Facebook, there was a lot of woman shaming, body shaming, sexuality shaming, Mm. um, and Christian points of views to use that in that platform to use it as a tool to shame if that makes sense well i just like almost ate my microphone (laughs) i'm like i'm I'm gonna eat this um (laughs) getting really passionate about christian opinions right now (laughs) it was all i don't know like it was just so (laughs) much shaming on that's everything there's everyone now anytime has an opportunity to shame they shame i mean versus empower like why do we why i and when i say we i don't mean myself here's a thought (laughs) why do we even have to talk about it that much that's just 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 a thought like yeah we all focus so much on oh my god they're all shaming oh my god they're all empowering yeah it was a performance that lasted like Eight well, you know, we all got to have our opinions on something. Holy it's fuck. Something to why, talk the, about. why the fuck do we have to talk about it for the next 48, week. 72 week of our lives? I like, know. No, I know. Um, it's bizarre to me. And I, okay, sorry, I'm being a bitch, but like, look, the performance was good. Yeah, fine. Like, it was good. It was a good performance. Super Bowl performance the year before with Maroon 5 was good. The performance with U2 and Coldplay and Aerosmith and Justin Timberlake with uh, Janet Jackson. Guess yeah. what? Every Super Bowl performance. Lady pretty- Gaga's Super Bowl performance was bomb. Yeah. Kate, even Katy Perry's like not even a fan of her. They all lip sync. Good performance. Great. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that I have an issue with. 
Comparing someone who's 50 from the Golden Girls era to 50 now. <laughs> oh, you, that meme, yeah. A, people back then didn't get Botox, didn't have no. personal assistants running around for them, trainers, didn't have nannies, didn't have people literally doing every but was other she task actually of a 50? human being. Was she actually 50, though? No, I don't think so. But the point I think she was being, older. like... People of that age, of that era, those years, didn't have all the tools and technology that we no, have now to defy aging. Also, uh-uh. I'm sorry. This no. is where my this is where my real bitch is about to come out. If my net worth is the net worth of Jennifer Lopez, for whatever reasons her net worth is that high, mm-hmm. if I don't look like that, then Good I am problem. not <laughs> utilizing my net worth and my fame. Well, of course, at 50, she doesn't have a single wrinkle or a blemish or anything wrong with her. You know why? Because that bitch only has one fucking job in life. And it is. She gets to sleep for, I've read articles about this, her interviews for her. She says she goes to bed at like eight o'clock every night. She Mm -hmm. has to have 12 12 hours of sleep. She gets a chef to cook all her meals. Mm -hmm. She gets to work out for three hours a day. And she has nannies to handle her kids. If I could do all that in my life. I hope I look that good at 50 with Botox. It's called plastic surgery. It's called Botox. I'm not discrediting the fact that she looks good. She does. Right. But of course she looks like that. She has all the help in the world to look like that. And it it frustrates me. And I think it's, it's disheartening to see people put so much emphasis on it as if she's naturally looking that way. Right. Like that's, it's not real. It's not real life. It's, Right. I mean, I don't think it's healthy for all of us to continue to set this bar of like, oh, Jennifer Lopez looks like this at 50. What, what about us? Like, like I, I think that's really unhealthy. Yeah, I get, I totally, totally get your point. Um, do you remember my fed up about a conversation? So I think my biggest issue with it, with the whole thing, not their performance, like the whole what I loved about it was that they were two women who are older, which mm-hmm. usually if you're like after 35, you're dead in the world of like, yeah, Madonna, you know, Brittany. Yeah. It's yeah. like, Oh, you're, you're, all, you're a has been like, meh, meh, meh. like you're in Vegas doing something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So to see two older women, um, and I still think 50 is young, so I'm saying it in society society's eyes. Um, but, like, still able to sing really well. I mean, I know it's a show and they had to lip sync. But um, to be able to dance like that, to have that fitness level that they have, um, and to be a minority and a woman and have a main stage in such a publicly uh, such a big um I'm like losing my brain now uh you know like a main stage in the world like everyone's watching the freaking Super Bowl like a lot of people um just to see them like still loving their craft and still slaying and doing what they love and you know that kind of thing was like inspiring to me Mm -hmm. um and then the conversation goes from their like making, I feel like it's a big deal 
to have minority women like up there slaying, you know? And I don't, I, I don't think, know if I agree with that. I don't know if we can call them minorities anymore. Why? Because they're famous? No, 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 no. But like demographically, I don't think. They're not a minority in Miami. They're not a minority. Well, not they're not, I don't think they're a minority in. I don't. I don't know. I don't even think that's the other. I guess I'm looking at this backwards, but that's how my brain works. Of like, we want to stop putting so much emphasis on variation of race in this country, but then we all want to point out. But then we all point, not you in this moment, because I saw what you were saying. But like when I after this performance, the first thing people wanted to point out was exactly what like they're Latina. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's great. They're Latina. But here's the thing: if we all stop emphasizing so much where we all come from, wouldn't we? talk about it less overall like wouldn't we all stop fixating so much on on racial divides I mean, as well i like, think it's kind of weird to have it yeah but really have it both ways you know what i'm saying i think it's like because it's all been like so much white men or white women even less than white men but like having the stage or having privilege in a way and it's still very much an issue here. It's still very much a conversation that needs to be had because, like, minorities still aren't getting the same treatment or privileges as a white man I or woman. I agree. But, like, Janet Jackson did this years ago, and no one really talks about it then. Bruno well, Mars has been on stage yep. at Super Bowl. No one really said anything then. Like I, I agree. Right. I just don't. Know. It is more of a conversation now than it used to be. And that's the part that bothers me. Is like, I don't know if it needs to be the conversation all the time. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't. I guess my frustration is. Mm, I don't know how to explain it. I just sometimes feel like there's too much emphasis on it. No. Yeah. And the opposite direction. Like, I think it's an important thing. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not discrediting the importance of it. But I think it sometimes takes away, you're taking away from the importance of it by constantly reminding me of it, if that makes any sense. Like, I, in a backwards way, I don't think. Yeah, it's, I think it's, I see what not, you're saying. It's not pushing me, it's not pushing us in the direction of results that we want of being completely united looking at all of us on the same page not right. like passing someone yeah. on the street and not even thinking about what skin color they are yes. where they're from yes and and so that's where i'm having a hard time of like i am all for everybody being treated equally and mm-hmm. across the board but at some point in order for us to all be treated equally and treat one another equally we have to not have think to, about it like we have to stop talking about how we're different and and i think that's where i'm getting I'm getting frustrated with the way our country's going of just like, yes, your point is valid. You, mm-hmm. you are a minority and you deserve as much as I have privilege wise in my life or whatever mm-hmm. else, but you don't need to, we don't need to wake up every day and remind one another of how we're different Yeah, because it, then you're kind of at an impasse. Like it's just getting to a point of hypocritical, right? I see what you're saying. That makes any sense. I don't yeah. know if it does. No, but. it does. It makes total sense. Like, and I would it's love like to watch how... it. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. Oh, no, go ahead. I just, I would have loved to, I probably would have loved that performance more if when I, when the performance was over, the first thing I didn't hear about 
was how it was two Latino women. I would yeah. have rather been like two great artists, two mm-hmm. female artists did a fantastic yeah. job. That's yeah. it. Like I, yeah. Yeah. The first thing I heard about after that was how unfamily friendly, how non-Christian, how it was a little how slutty it was or how like, how dare she wear that or, oh, well, you know, you know, you can't that kind everybody. of stuff, that kind of stuff. I mean, but at some point I have to say the only thing that threw me in the performance was the pole, the stripper pole situation. Like, okay, right. you just did the movie hustlers. I get it. You were on like a stripper pole kick, but uh-huh. I told you this before we started recording. She's going on this pole trying to be uber sexy, which is fine. And then five minutes later, her daughter's on stage with her singing. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's, that is a little odd. Like, yeah. It's a little uh, odd. When I saw that, I was like, dang, she must be doing pole fitness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought of it as a fitness thing. But I did. That I was guess think of yourself thought. like with a six, seven-year-old daughter, eight-year-old, nine, ten, however old that daughter is. Right. Would you want your daughter watching you swinging on a pole wearing very promiscuous mm. outfits at that age? I guess it would depend on the context and like who I am as a person. Like if I saw my mom on a pole, it would not be good. I would not feel good about it. But my mom was a different person than JLo. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on intentions and if they had a conversation and what that means in their family. Like, you oh, know. Yeah, 100% to each their own. I'm like, I'm right. Not so, I, just... I mean, no, I mean, like, if it were me, I'd, it would depend on like, if it was an empowering move mm-hmm. of like how I thought of it as like fitness and like I held myself up on a pole like but if I was like I, I don't know that it's a good point because I probably wouldn't be on a pole in front of my seven-year-old daughter personally but I wasn't offended by it no I wasn't and I didn't by and it. I didn't think she looked like slutty or you know, any sort of perverse way. Like I didn't feel any sort of perverse vibe from her. Yeah. I wasn't offended by it. I, I think the performance overall, again, great performance. Do I, do I think it's the best performance Super Bowl's ever had? No, right, but like, right. I, I don't teach their own. I, right. Again, though, it is a family show. It is a family show. So, but has the halftime been family friendly? I think overall Katy Perry's was. I'd have to, I don't, when? Maroon 5's was tame. They didn't really do anything. Yeah. Well, they're guys. I mean, you can't really over-sexualize. And that's the thing. Like, just being a woman, you're over-sexualized by existing. You know what I mean? So it's like. I think people are just upset with, like, there was a lot of grinding happening. There was one moment where I was like, whoo. And that's (laughs) what I'm saying. Like, I think it's a great performance. Could they (laughs) maybe, you know. Could she? Could they maybe have like toned that down for the fact that it was Super Bowl? You didn't have to be so Vegas about it, which is fine. Yeah, it doesn't offend me, but I'm a 30 year old woman who's I don't have kids watching it, so I guess I I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have if I had kids watching. It probably would have been a conversation. I'm sure. You know, I'm sure yeah. we would have had a conversation about it. But probably just like the conversation we're having now and not as like, that's a bad thing to do or like, don't No, I would have, we would have had a conversation about society and those standards and. 
Yeah. You know? I think, again, what's bad, talking about self-love again, is mm-hmm. I'm not taking away from the talent of Shakira. Mm-hmm. For, like, I think Shakira's crazy talented. I think Dude, she's say, like an Amazonian. I think her voice is way better <laughs> even than J-Lo. Like, overall, I think she's Shakira's amazing. a way more talented artist. Um, and she's, and rock, she's a rocker. I think too. she tries way less to... I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be offensive by saying this, but I think Jennifer Lopez tries a lot harder to be relevant than Shakira. And I I kind of respect Shakira for that, of like, she's got a beautiful voice and I didn't feel like she was trying to over-sexualize herself in order to stand mm-hmm. out in that performance. Like, I thought she she went up there, right. she showed off her talent of dancing and singing. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I just felt she was like more real to me. Mm-hmm. She was. She's a real woman to me. Um, she pulled out the guitar. Yeah, like she's a truly talented person. And drums too. I'm not discrediting Jennifer Lopez's yeah, she's great. "quote unquote" talent in other areas. Um, right. Again, I just what bothers me most is the emphasis we're putting on of like how fantastic Jennifer Lopez looks at 50, as if that is all naturally done to her own genetical devices. Like it's it's not. It's <laughs> she definitely has anti-aging practices and she definitely works out like she you she definitely values that part of her lifestyle. So I think as is, I think it, I guess what I'm saying is it would be healthier as a society when we say oh Jennifer I can't believe Jennifer Lopez is 50 of like she looks fantastic and acknowledging the fact that like she has the time of the day to work out and have right. help and have plastic surgeons on her 24 seven of Botox and like treatments. And I think it's great. She does all that, but let's just, let's mention that. So we don't give people this false expectation of what 50 is going to necessarily look like to people that don't have access to all of those things. Like I just, I think even her as a, as a public figure, I almost wish she would acknowledge that a little bit more in interviews because I, I just, yeah. I don't know. It would be I nicer mean, if celebrities overall acknowledged how much work and help they have. I think I would respect them more if they did that than acting yeah. as if like they're naturally looking this way. They're not. Right. Right. I mean, That's just my like I've, talk- I've talked about how I, not that I'm a celebrity, but I talked about <laughs> how I've had Botox because. You're a celebrity to me. <laughs> you know, like I've had Botox and you have had Botox and like. Hell yeah. I think it's freaking great. Like. I get to go outside if I forget my sunglasses. I don't have to worry about like extra creases going in between my eyebrows <laughs> or like if I'm just watching TV or just looking at my phone, like I'm not going to get more wrinkles. Like it's fabulous. Um, but it definitely takes intentional work. You're not just going to wake up at 50 because JLo looks the way she does at 50 just by existing. Like and again, it takes it's, work. we're not sitting here saying that she doesn't look good. We, we're saying she no, does. She looks great. I just wish celebrities would be like, yeah, I look like this because I do this, this, and this. Like, stop yeah. saying that you don't have work done. Stop saying that it's all just because of health, nutrition, and exercise. It's not. Like, let's – I, I yeah. wait for a day where celebrities are real. I, uh, just honest. Just be yeah. honest. I'm, like, like looking at her um, Instagram right now because – I honestly haven't. I when Shakira came on, I'm like, is she still making music? I didn't even know she was like. I think doing she's bigger in, in like Colombia and yeah, or South America in general. Yeah, she hasn't really been in the states much. Yeah, I, think. I mean that makes sense. She's, um, but yeah, I mean, I hope I didn't offend anybody by what I'm saying. I'm not saying again, Jennifer Lopez is 
bad. That's not what I'm saying. I no, just, of course not. Um, I mean, and I you can have your opinions without it being bad. Hundred percent. I I just. She I definitely think, gets like facials and things that we we're not. I think. Getting. Well, she probably gets facials every fucking day. But like, yeah. I just feel, as a society, it's annoying how much praise and emphasis we put on certain people like Beyonce and Jennifer Lopez as if like the minute words come out of their mouth their words are more valid than the general public's like it it's getting to a point now of I'm actually annoyed by it all well they have this they do have that platform you know they do so then be real and honest all the time like if I was at that level I would want to be honest and real and I think that's a very important thing because whether no matter what you look like where you come from your race gender whatever if you're famous you have a platform and you have privilege so use it you know like use it to educate use it to teach people like i think it's important to -hmm. have real conversations and because you're you as somebody who's in the spotlight are setting an example for our society i mean people are looking up to you so like I mean, I know you're not a fan of Swift, but when she did her post about um, it was who she was voting for, or like she, because in Tennessee specifically, our um, governor that is currently in office who was about to be voted in, or like um, she's basically uh, she's a first woman, and I think the first woman governor in Tennessee, but like she's basically a man and votes against all women's rights. So Taylor Swift like made a post about it and like wanting and like doing the whole equality act um, petition that she did and stuff like that. So um, she, what was I saying? She used her platform to do something, to say something. And when she did, Mm -hmm. Tennessee or overall, like there was a huge, massive influx of young voters than they're like larger than there had been. So she made a difference, you know, like yeah. we still got that like woman in office here in Tennessee that it's not great, no. um, but she still tried and it made a difference. So I'm, what I'm saying is like using that platform for good and using your voice for positivity is definitely necessary. I agree. Um, I don't think it's so much my annoyance with Jennifer Lopez herself. I think it's just annoyance with like the media itself of giving praise to people when there's so many other fantastic people to give praise to. The media is like, why do we have to talk so much about Beyonce and Jennifer Lopez and the Kardashians? Like there are, they're not at the end of the day. They're not, there are so many other people making such bigger differences to this world that we should be talking about. Yeah. inventors creators artists yeah entrepreneurs like you know musicians in some capacity and in a smaller way producers you know charity non-profit creators like all those things and i am yeah unfortunately Uh, i think if we all had the the net worth of a jennifer lopez or a beyonce we would probably look look fucking phenomenal yeah for sure Um, i know i'd be getting weekly massages and facials and manicures like girl i wouldn't even just be getting botox i would own botox okay (laughs) (laughs) like have a personal supply (laughs) um i saw like jimmy fallon had i think it was um billy eilish's producer on his show Mm -hmm. 
And it was so freaking cool that he had a producer on. Like I thought yeah. that was rad. And I think that's cool too. Um, he what was about talking about creators? where, yeah, I think it's really great to expand the view of the arts because like the writers and producers and these people who are behind the scenes who are making the music, mm-hmm. they're not just the face and they don't often get recognized to the public, um, which is something I learned a lot about living in Nashville. I'm like, oh, there's this whole other world that I never knew existed, you know? Um, yeah. And it's crazy, but it was cool because they highlighted um, he pulls sounds from all different areas that you wouldn't even think of to put in songs. That's so cool. Like, you have to watch it. Um, I will watch it. But there was, like, one of the dentist drill mm-hmm. put in a song. There was one of, like, the crosswalk sound that um, <laughs> in Australia. There's, like, a very That's specific cool. crosswalk sound um, that they put in a song. It's just, like, super rad. Um, oh. But, yeah. Well, post it to the stories so we can all t- yeah, I'll chime share in. To it's chime really in. Cool. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> chime in. <laughs> I put a sound in. <laughs> I entered a sound into my sentence. <laughs> oh, God. It's uh, time for me to go eat dinner. Yeah. Um, anyway, people will probably hate me after this episode because I just, in my backwards way of thinking, explained how I totally respect equality and um, equal rights for everybody. I just think maybe we need to emphasize that more versus emphasizing what our differences are. So I hope that made sense. What I was trying to say before anybody sends us hate messages. Um, I want, I feel like our listeners are pretty level headed. Yeah. Yeah. I think people got what I was trying to say, but yeah, if they didn't, Oh, well, fuck it. I mean, I got you. I got you. I I, I picking up what you're putting down. And I agree. I'm wondering how we can go from needing to have a, have the conversation to it not having to be a conversation. I sometimes wonder, like you just said, if perhaps if we have the conversation less, that mm-hmm. change will happen more. That's what I'm starting to wonder. I think maybe we, like my mom always says, stop talking about it and just get on with it. And I think maybe we all just need to stop talking about it and just get on with it. Maybe. That is a good Maybe thought. that I would mean- help. What's your guys' feedback? I'd like to know know. what you think. And when I say talk about it less, like talk about it less on social media and Mm -hmm. talk about it purely in uh, strong influential situations, like with your local politicians. But outside of that, maybe we need to all stop talking about it less on social media and just all get along and talk about Let's just love each other. Yeah. We're all all fucking humans. We all bleed the same. That's what I never, I never understood. We're all human. Like, we're yeah. all different skin tones. We're all different coming and from different beautiful. places. And it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. How human. How weird would it be if we all looked the same? Like weird. <laughs> I love. It's so beautiful that we have all different skin tones and eye shapes and hair and like accents. It's oh, yeah. beautiful. Like that's such a beautiful thing of the human race, and I think it should be celebrated. So yeah. So anyway. That's it. Um, That's click what follow, we subscribe to all things Girl Go Feed Yourself. Rate us. Leave us a review. We've Talk had a few ratings, oh, God, which we were do? we have five stars. Okay, what? we How do. Many ratings, though, and did you do them? Uh, no, I didn't. Actually, I did one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie. I did one. Who would I be if I didn't rate? Who else did podcast? it? 
Um, I think we have like eight or nine last time. And they're I checked. five stars. Yeah, all five stars. Damn, I thought so, we sucked. So that's I feel, good. <laughs> I feel like we need more. Let us know because we we can't see you guys on the other side of this microphone. No, can you let us know what you want us to let talk us about? Know. Like, give us more um, specific nutritional things, health things, workout things. Yeah. Yeah, but and we'll post – what are we going to post? Make notes of this, Amanda. We're going to post this. Hi, George. Yep, we're going to share about – and we'll put this in our notes of the episode notes too. We yeah, the hydrate bottle. Hydrate uh, the bottle. probiotic powder that mm-hmm. I like that Amanda will probably try at some point maybe. And yep. the show. Yeah, and I'll share the Fallon thing. And what the was John, the other one? John – Dear John. Oh. Not yes. Dear John. What's it called? Uh, Dirty John. Dirty John. Yes. Dirty John. That's <laughs> I feel like that that's is a thing. whole different movie. It is. It's a Nicholas Sparks novel. Um, oh, yes. So, yeah, right. leave us yeah. a review. Let us know how we're doing, what you want to know. And let us know what you want to talk about in the next few weeks. We'll ask you guys this week on stories, though. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that's it. I'm going to go fucking eat because I'm hungry. I got to run my you dog go or calm something. this beast in your house <laughs> that's going on. Um, I'm going to go do that, and then I'm going to go Google why Jennifer Lopez looks so good at 50 years old, okay? (laughs) So just remember that we don't actually know. But you don't either. But you don't either. Bye. Bye.